40 of Across the Middle podcast. Joining me as always, Bob Barry. Bob, we're in E3. How do you feel? I feel great. I, again, have my coffee ready. I'm ready to talk football. Uh, this Sunday, I'm drinking a beer, which is different than what I've typically done. So we'll see how this goes. And then joining us for the first time, uh, super fan of the Jags, Jimmy Gallagher. Jimmy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm, uh, I'm also I, drinking a beer. Yes, my, my, my man. Uh, so what I want to do is we're going to cover the AFC South and we're going to cover basic things like uh, their cap salary situation, what they could do in the draft, what they're going to do in free agency and those types of things. And because you're here, Jimmy, I want to start with the Jaguars. And what I want to start with first is just looking at their last two seasons. So in 2019, you guys finished six and 10. You were 24th on offense, 29th on defense. Last year, you finished 1 and 15. 27th on offense, 31st on defense. But the good news is you have the first overall pick. And you hired Urban Meyer. So as a Jaguars fan, how do you feel right now going into the 2021 season? Yeah, I, I, I don't think uh, living in the past is something that anyone should do. <laughs> Uh, so we'll start with that. I'm, I'm very excited with, with the future of the program uh, with Trevor Lawrence and, and who I think you could argue is maybe the best football coach on the planet, Urban Meyer. Bob, you're, you're an Ohio State fan. What do you think of that? I, uh, I was actually really interested to hear Jimmy's opinion on that because I, I think you would be more excited for Trevor Lawrence than you would Urban Meyer just because the history of college coaches going pro isn't, isn't that great as far as the track record. But I uh, I admire your optimism, and I honestly expected nothing less. The beer is half full. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, are you more excited about Trevor Lawrence or Urban Meyer? Um, I think Trevor is is the the answer you have to say, just because I mean you should expect to have him 15, 20 years. Um, yeah. Urban, he could be one year, could be three years, could be ten. Who knows? But uh, Trevor, somebody who should be looking at as as the the, the, the head of the franchise for the next 15, 20 years, hopefully. So I think so too. And I hate to you bring suck. Sorry, really you know that just made me think of uh, what, Bob? like uh, when your answer, Trevor Lawrence or Urban Meyer, like you have to be more excited for Trevor Lawrence. That's the right answer. But you, you don't wear coaches jerseys. You don't, you don't sell memorabilia for head coaches. I think Bill Belichick's the only person who has like an item that you could say, yeah, I'm wearing the Billy. Like, is there any other coach like that? Jimmy, you own a Billy. I do. <laughs> What's Urban Meyer going to do that you're going to wear? Can Wind you do like games. a head? I'll, I'll, wear, I'll wear a big fat ring in, uh, in 12 months. Actually, the, uh, the only other coach I can think of is uh, Jim Tressel, the best. Oh, God. Well, you have a hardball who wears the khakis. Yeah, yeah, khakis. Yeah, and when you bounce over to basketball, you have uh, you have Huggy over at West Virginia who just wears all sweats. Speaking okay. of transferring to different sports, I'm going to bring soccer into it really quick. Uh, what what soccer Next. does? What soccer does is they hire managers for like two to three years. They move on because players get sick of them, and then they bring in a new manager. So there's never, as far as I can remember, a manager who stay with a, a team for like more than three to five years, and when thinking about Urban Myers, it's similar to what he does, in my opinion, where he'll join a new team. He'll be there for a couple of years. Everyone's super excited to have him because he's an awesome coach. And then he goes, ah, I'm done. And he just leaves. 
Yeah. You don't think it lines up more with the uh, timing of the sanctions? Oh God, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't know. You're an Ohio State fan. You tell me. Oh, uh, I think because he got out early, I think uh, we got kind of scot free. <laughs> well, luckily in the NFL, we can pay our players. So. Yeah, exactly. You can. Um, I, I want to, before we jump into the cap situation, which is just phenomenal, and Bob, you'll discuss that, I want to look at their draft from 2019. And rapid fire, Jimmy, um, say if he's going to be a starter moving forward or not, in your opinion. So Josh Allen drafted in 2019 the first round. Yeah, he was he was incredible his rookie year. He should have won defensive rookie of the year. Uh, his stats were better than than Bosa's, but Bosa <laughs> being on a on a better team, he got the nod. That's classic awards nowadays. Better player on a better team or team yeah. or player on a better team. Yeah. Um. So you you have to think if he can get some support on the defensive line with him, like we had a little bit more in 2019, then he'll come back to that form. Mm-hmm. Um. But that's that's something that I think we need to target uh, immediately in free agency is is bolstering that defensive line. Yeah, I, I would agree. Like, to help guys like, yeah, like Josh Allen and, and Caleb on perform. Mm-hmm. So Jawan Taylor, right tackle. Don't If you don't know him, that's fine, because I don't know if he started for you guys, but you guys drafted him in round two. He did, yeah. He um, he showed some promise, a lot of penalties. I think that's something where, in the, especially in the NFL, as you, as you become uh, more of a veteran presence, you kind of mm-hmm. figure out how to get away with stuff a little bit better. Um, he showed some promise. It didn't light the world on fire, but he wasn't a liability. So we'll see year two or year three. So two other players in round three, uh, Josh Oliver, the tight end, Quincy Williams, the linebacker. Yeah, neither has really stayed healthy. Um, Josh Oliver has played, I think, three games maybe in his two years. Um, and then Quincy Williams, he's played a little bit more. But if you remember, Quincy Williams was was one of the picks that we took in round three and a lot of uh, the draft experts didn't even have him getting drafted he yeah. is the younger brother of Quinnen williams mm. um and he he has those flash plays came from a smaller school i think it was murray state and he has those flash plays where you see it and you say wow this guy could be could be a player but there's just been zero consistency with him interesting um we'll we'll skip over Rykel armstead if i said that correctly i hope i did <laughs> and then uh gardner Minshew. it, it it looks like the Minshew era is going to end. Uh, was it fun while it lasted? It was. I had a blast. Um, I, I think Gardner Minshew is a perfect backup quarterback in, this, in the city of Jacksonville. Oh, I did too. He can we, just kind of be the guy that goes out on Saturday nights, gets shit-faced, comes back on Sundays, <laughs> and just holds the clipboard for Trevor. We talked about um, coaches wearing unique items that like symbolize who they are, like the Bill Belichick Billy. And... Gardner Minshew with the cutoff jeans. I do recall you starting to wear those right after. Oh, I think I wore them before Gardner did. So I think (laughs) he might might have taken that from me. (laughs) Um, Really quickly, let's let's breeze through the 2020 draft. You all had, I'm counting, looks like seven, eight players drafted in the first five rounds, which is just phenomenal. Uh, CJ Henderson, Chason, who you also mentioned, and LaVisca Chenault, the first uh, round one and round two. Uh, any any standouts there? Um, CJ was very, very hit or miss, and mm-hmm. apparently he was playing injured most of the year. Uh, week one against T.Y. Hilton, he absolutely dominated him. Looked like Jalen Ramsey right off the bat, the replacement for him. And then he had games where he would just get torched by by lesser receivers. Yeah. Um, Chenault, he, he's – really really big 
much bigger than you'd think he'd be as like uh as like that scat option almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so with with a better quarterback and and a presumably better offense, I think we'll we'll see year two what he what he actually can do. I'm excited um, with him and Urban. Yeah, he had better hands than I thought. I thought he would be more of a, more of like a gadget guy, but he he has some pretty good hands, can run some good routes. Um, so I'm excited for him with with a little bit um, of a more uh, I guess set offense in place. Yeah, and Other then any on the list, just James Robinson should have been a Pro Bowler. Wasn't yeah. uh, drafted, thousand yard rookie season stud. Do you think he's going to start for you guys next season? Yes. I, I think so. he should be uh, – I know we haven't mentioned fantasy yet, uh, but the first couple episodes did include it. I think uh, James Robinson could very well be a first-round pick. Wow. Yeah, I can well, see that. Especially he certainly the got the touches. We're, we're breezing over uh, Devon Hamilton, my Buckeye boy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah no, okay. no, he, he, had, he did have a couple moments. He, um, I think he was good during the – versus the run, but not really much else. That's okay. Um, let's, let's talk about the salary cap situation, Bob. Yeah. So they're just shy of $80 million available. They are the team with the most salary, uh, open space going into the off season. So you, you have to imagine they're going to spend some of that be buyers, especially in a year where COVID's made the uh, salary cap total shrink, which is not the trend. So a lot of teams are having to cut a lot of their players to just get under the cap they have so much cap to spend and I honestly can't think of a better offseason to have this much cap yeah I mean if you think about it if the salary cap's going down for everybody else it it tells you probably that you're going to get bargains moving forward because the cap's going to go up in in the the years previously so I I love this situation if I were to personally we're talking uh, GM shoes if I were to take over any situation right now I would absolutely take over the Jazz I think it's one of the easiest situations to take over first overall pick new head coach credible amount of cap space Um, looking at their free agents um, Cam Robinson DJ Hayward D.D. Westbrook Keelan Cole uh, Jimmy D.C. You guys bringing back any of these players, or you think they're all going to walk? Um, I would love to to bring back Cam. He he, similarly to the previous guys mentioned, he's battled injuries first first few years in the league. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's shown he can be a starting left tackle in the league. So I'd I'd love to to bring him back, and hopefully because of that we can get him at a, a little bit of a discount. Um, outside of that, all the other guys, no, I don't really see see much there. Maybe Dwayne Smoot. He had a he had a couple big splash plays but um the other guys can all walk i don't care yeah. about them yeah smoot could be a decent depth player interior right. yeah and um go ahead bob i was gonna say hoover i i know why you would want to take this team over as a gm because you love london and they're gonna play there <laughs> twice a year at least they're team london <laughs> i do love london <laughs> yeah um, Jimmy, we just assumed Trevor Lawrence was your guy. I mean, is there any doubt for you whether you should take Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, or is it like, sign me up, Lawrence is my uh, guy? No, I don't want anyone else. Trevor Lawrence is my quarterback for the next 15 years. Yeah, he's been somebody I've loved for the last three years ever since he's been in college. Yeah, I, I think remember, he... Go ahead. I remember watching um, him as a high school senior and there was a, a play where he's rolling to the right and he throws it 
on a rope, probably 50 yards down the field. And I just remember thinking after running away from, I think it was a linebacker who blitzed just separating from him. Just thinking there's no way anyone in high school should ever be able to make that play. He's so good. I'm so excited for you guys. Um, do you, who do you guys see bringing in for, in terms of free agents? Um, um, I'm not sure. I, I hope we can bring in another weapon for um, for the offense. I, I'd like to get one of those guys that Urban can use really well, like the Percy Harvin uh, type. I think Chenault might be able to fill that that role, but um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing somebody else brought in. Maybe uh, maybe Tony in the, the late um, the later first round pick we have. I want to yeah. bring back uh, Robinson. Alan Robinson. Yeah, you want to bring him back? I would love to. That'd be awesome. That was, um, so everyone kind of, um, everyone of my friends that are Jags fans kind of shit on Caldwell for, for what he's done since being the GM. But going back to the beginning of this, this segment, he's, he's a wizard with the cap. He got us out of it right when he took over the role and put us in perfect situation to sign all those, those trench guys. And, uh, he, he did it again. So he, he left the, he left the team in, in great hands and Balky's kind of filling that role. Yeah. Out, I mean, Caldwell. It, it, it's a perfect situation for where you guys are. If you had got the number two pick, I don't think it would have been as bright. I think there's a huge step back between Zach Wilson and Lawrence. Um, just, I feel so, so happy for you guys. Like I'm a huge Jaguars fan until the Patriots become really, really good again. And I think the situation's awesome. Um, Bob, aside from Allen Robinson, who do you think they could bring in? Um, so you're going to get, a rookie quarterback. So I would love it if they spent their money shoring up the offense. Bring mm-hmm. him into a situation where he can thrive. You don't you don't need to win a Super Bowl the first year, but I think putting him in a situation where he can succeed early, develop good habits, and you know not not start seeing ghosts. Uh, I think that's the way I would do it. I wouldn't want to spend all eighty million this off season. I think yeah. You, you try to take some shots in the draft, uh, shore up some stuff, whether it's receiver, tight end, O-line. Uh, that's where I would spend my money to try to ease in your quarterback. I mean, do you think their defense is going to get much better, though? Like, we, I would imagine they need to address that a little bit. Uh, they were the 29th in 2019, 31st in 2020. Um, I know they were trying to be bad, at least it seemed it, by trading a lot of their their key players for future picks, but I would imagine they're going to want to address that a little bit. Don't you think so, Jim? Yes. The defense was terrible. Um, we gave up 30 points for, I think it was like a 10 game in a row stretch. And um, the, the offense wasn't, it wasn't horrible. It was, it was a good enough offense to win six, seven games. The mm-hmm. defense just was, was non-existent. I'd, I'd love to bring in a guy like uh, Justin Simmons um, secondary. And then uh, defensive line help would, would be, um, would be huge for us as well yeah there's not a lot of interior d linemen that are available this free agency there's some there's some buyer beware edge rushers you might be able to get uh linebackers possibly but uh, your linebacker core actually you have a fair amount of money there already in two players Mm -hmm. um with mac and Schobert. i don't i don't know if really you want to put more money allocated there uh but yeah corner safety and then d line uh, last question, then we're going to move on. Um, realistically, how many years before you guys think you're in the Super Bowl? 
this year over oh my, okay <laughs> moving on yeah that's so let's let's cover the texans and oh, uh, <laughs> this is a team who is in the complete opposite situation of the jacks so they're going in complete reverse uh jaguars are only trending up uh last in 2019 they finished not 17th on offense 22nd on defense they finished 10 and 6 which a large part of that i think was deshaun watson's brilliance in 2020, they finished 13th on offense, and they were 30th on defense. Finished 4-12. and 12. Uh, When looking at their, their draft the last two years, I, I think what you have to do as a team who, A, trades all their picks for mediocre players, uh, you have to hit on these other picks that you have available, and they just haven't. Um, I can't think of one standout from either draft that made sense for them. And now they're in this situation where, okay, in cap space, they don't they have a quarterback who's incredible but doesn't want to play for them, and they're losing amazing players in Fuller and uh, JJ Watt. Uh, Bob, talk about their cap situation a little bit and what you think like this team overview is. So there's they're kind of middle of the road as far as cap. Um, they currently rank 18th in cap available, which puts them at about. 10 million uh, cap space, which really isn't that much when you think of how much a player's contract go. I mean, you could get one solid guy or spread it around and fill up the holes because they're going to have holes. I mean, they're losing players and the players they have didn't play great. I mean, their defense was awful last year. I mean, their offense was only 13th, but they had a quarterback who ranked third overall. The rest of the players on that offense weren't holding up their end of the bargain. It's crazy. They cut Duke Johnson. Do you think they cut David Johnson? They did cut Duke. Um, I think they should. Jimmy, what do you think? Yeah, um, I, th- I think they should as well. Um, I am very excited for uh, to not play um, Sean Watson twice a year. I'm uh, hoping know. he goes out to the NFC so we don't have to play him in the Super Bowl once we're there. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's there's not a ton going on here. It's a really bad team. I put them, I did projections, and it's really hard to project the team to go uh, to win two games, but that's that's what I projected them for, It's two wins. Well, if they lose Watson, uh, you you think they have to get back um, the second pick. Like, if I were them, I would, I would trade the second pick for Watson and then some change and take Zach Wilson and hope to God we can figure it out. Uh, Bob, what would you do with Watson? If I had them, yep. Assuming I can't keep them, you can't. I mean, I can keep them. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't. I, I think you'd have to try to get that number two or number three pick, the Jets or Miami. I think mm-hmm. both of them make sense. They both have two first round draft picks, so you could get two first this year. Um, both of them would probably actually trade their quarterback now also plus those two first i think deshaun watson's still more valuable than those packages so you'd be asking for more yeah especially after what stafford just went for like there's there's no reason you're not going to get more for watson it's crazy uh jimmy what do you think they're going to do with watson or what do you think they should get yeah i mean i think i think that's got to be the strategy is get one of these younger guys i mean every year in the mock draft shows maybe one quarterback in the top five and then by the time or the top 
10 or 15 by the time the the draft actually rolls around somehow four or five have always slipped into the top 15 so i think a lot of these guys are just super overvalued i think um i think that might be happening again this year mm-hmm. um but I, I think it's worth a shot if, if he's definitely not going to be there um it's i mean it's it's tough you're, you're losing arguably the best player in the franchise history maybe outside of andre johnson um and jj watt but it's you got to try to get something for him and get something, get something quick. You can, you can draft one of these quarterbacks if you are able to make that move and, and not be good this year. Like that's okay. As long as he's developing. So I think that's, that's the plan you got to make. Do you think they should trade off if possible, any of their other pieces like Brandon cooks and Tunzel or think they should keep them? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine with dumpster fire. Let's, let's win zero games. I know, I know that's what you would want to do Hoover. That's what um, the Jags did. Well, they won one. Yeah, we we were in first place, if you remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, if I yeah, if I were if we I were did it with integrity, the, Hoover. Okay, sure. If if I were the Texans, I would trade Watson for the second pick. I, I don't think I want like sure, give me Darnold in the second pick, but I'm I'm going to want to move on from Darnold. If you, you get Tua in the third pick, I'm going to want to move on from Tua as well. Like I want to rebuild from scratch. And I think getting Zach Wilson or Justin Fields is a good place to start. And then I would tear it down. Yeah, I would trade for any cooks. I would get rid of Larry Tunzel and I would get as much as I can for them. I would cut David Johnson. I think it makes sense to find out young players that you have through the draft and um, keep them and then trade other ones that have value for future picks. Uh, I, I think it's the, really the only situation they can do uh, because of what Deshaun Watson has put them in. Which, I mean, Jimmy, you mentioned it. You have him down for two wins, finishing last in the division. Bob, do you see any bright spot other than just rebuild and hope for better future? Um, there's still a chance Deshaun Watson's on the team next year. I mean, he hasn't been traded yet. I know he says he won't play there and has requested trades multiple times, but I mean, to see a situation or a scenario that's better, Deshaun Watson ends up staying, they work it out. Um, they hit some draft picks, spend wisely, cut players that aren't doing it, get a little money. Uh, I don't know. Deshaun Watson should be good enough to get you to six wins. But well, that they, roster's not good. Well, they got to four last year. I know. Let's uh, let's move on to Indy, unless you guys have any last-minute thoughts on the Texans. Yeah, I just um, wanna... should, we, should we address their, their new coaching situation? Sure. Yeah. David Coley, uh, his, his first job, he used to be the assistant head coach at Baltimore. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he coached the wide receivers in the passing game. Um, and then Tim Kelly, who's been their offensive coordinator since 2019. And then uh, Lovey Smith, welcome back to the NFL. He's going to be their defensive coordinator coming out of uh, University of Illinois. Yeah. I don't know if I want this job. Illinois, they're going to miss him. <laughs> they, loved, they loved winning four games every year with him. As a uh, Chicago resident, people could not stop talking about Lovey Smith. That's false. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, is David Coley excited about this job? Like, I don't even see him lasting three years with this situation. No, I, I, I don't know who he is, so that ought to let you know how excited I am for it. Well, you brought it up. I know, but I mean, they got a new 
situation, coaching staff, everything. I feel like the listeners deserve to know. It's like, even a, though I don't know, they're like, I don't a, care. Just hold. Like, hey, let's get these guys and just hold. I and also don't don't know Go who ahead. David Coley is, but do you know who he's better than? Who? Bill O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what Bill O'Brien's doing. Let's he's move at, on. He's at Alabama. Yeah, roll tide. He's the uh, OC, I believe. It's like their rehab program. I, I don't think Bill <laughs> O'Brien's a terrible head coach, but when they gave him GM powers, I mean, he's not yeah. a general manager. He's a coach. They don't always work out the same. That's about as bad as a job you can do. Like trading Hopkins for, what, a second and David Johnson? Yeah. That's horrible. You don't even do that in fantasy. We're amateurs. Uh, let's move on. Indiana. Oh, real quick, real quick. Oh, okay, uh, where, where's JJ Watt going? Cleveland. I, I'd love to see him uh, actually with the Steelers. I know they don't really ha- they don't have the money, but I'd love to see all the Watt brothers on the same team. Agreed. Ew. All right, go ahead, Hoover. Sorry. <laughs> Indianapolis, uh, 2019. They were middle of the road. 19th on offense, 19th on defense. Finished seven and nine. Uh, most of that's because Jacoby Brissett. 2020, they were 12th on offense, 7th on defense, finished 11-5. and And I personally think their defense was probably a little bit overrated. I think early on they were ranked, like, number one. They had an incredible defense, and then it kind of fell apart after the Green Bay game. And um, overall, like, a really strong season, though. And I think a large part of why they're good is because they have young players on defense, and they traded for uh, some – DeForest Buckner. And um, I think they're in a good situation. I like this team. I also like Frank Wright a lot, who's their head coach. I think he's been great for the team. And their draft picks in 2020, they hit on two two guys, in my opinion. Michael Pittman, who I think is going to be their number one receiver this year. Jonathan Taylor, who's a bona fide stud. Jacob Easton's an okay backup. The other two guys, Julian Blackman, replaceable. And then Danny Pinter, replaceable. Uh, Bob, what's their cap situation like? They brought in Wentz, but how are they looking overall? They are one of the one of the few teams that uh, made the playoffs last year and still have a ton of cap. They're they have the fourth most cap, puts them just under forty six million dollars to play with. How did they? And do that's that? that's after the Carson Wentz trade. Wow. So they brought in Wentz. They have. DeForest Buckner is their second highest paid player. Ryan Kelly at center. Grover Stewart. I personally don't know who the hell that is. Uh, defensive tackle. He's their fourth highest player. And then Quinn and Nelson, who's just phenomenal as a guard. Their offensive line's good. Their defensive line's good. Their linebackers are amazing. Uh, where do you see this team going in the draft? And in, in your mock, you had them going corner, right, Bob? Yeah. I mean, it, you're mocking somebody who's drafted 21 overall you're not you're not going to hit on that mock draft yeah. i i could see them going corner just because they're losing uh xavier howard who, or excuse me xavier rhodes who was great actually for them last year he had a, he a bounce back year that was my uh, bus mate at fsu and i always sit with him on the bus a shout out yeah shout out friend to of the pod sweet. xavier rhodes um <laughs> you're listening yeah he's my bus mate just saying yeah um, yeah, I could see them going there. I could see them going O-line. Um, Costanzo, their left tackle, retired. I could see them needing a left tackle. I've heard them, 
possibly floating the idea of Quentin Nelson trying to bump out the left tackle, which I don't, don't do I don't that. think that'll end up happening this late in his career, moving from guard to tackle. But mm-hmm. yeah, I could see them going O line. Um, obviously, they'd love to. Well, no, they traded for Wentz. When I did the mock, they would have loved a quarterback to fall to him there, but they still uh, might. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Well, the, one of the things about this team is they're losing some guys that have been with the team for years. T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack. Jimmy, have those guys ever scared you as a uh, opponent of the Colts? Oh yeah, T.Y. and his his prime was was a nightmare. Um, he was one of the one of the few guys that was able to to get the better of Jalen Ramsey um, pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's obviously tailed off over the past two years, but he was, yeah, he was electric in his, in his prime there. Um, uh, no, no, no one else. Yeah. So they're, they're free agents, Jacoby Brissett, who they could bring back on for cheap. Actually, they don't need to because they have Jacob Eason. So he's gone. T.Y. Hilton, I think he'll leave. Justin Houston's gone. Willie Cooker, Bob Dots. Um, he should be gone. Uh, he's, he's battled with injury, former first round draft pick. Um, they ended up when they switched their defense, they ended up doing a lot of two high mm-hmm. and he is kind of set up to play more of that single high true free safety. And they asked him to do some stuff that he, I don't think really fits his game. So he should be gone. Um, Mo Ali Cox is one. I actually think uh, is a pretty decent backup tight end. Do you think they bring back Xavier? I think he, I think he should want to go back there because that was the best he's ever played. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think he, bet he, I mean, he was much better than he was his last year in Minnesota. That's for sure. Um, let's talk about Wentz a little bit. So Philip Rivers, who I thought wasn't that great last year, he was middle of the road. Although I would imagine you probably both disagree with me. Um, I think Carson Wentz is truthfully an upgrade, and I think he has more potential. Jimmy, what do you think? Do you, are you more scared of Wentz or Rivers? Um, yes. The only reason is because uh, the reunion with Frank Wright. Yeah. I think they did um, really good things. I, I I don't think Carson Wentz is is ever going to get back to that that MVP caliber player he was in Philly. Just because mm-hmm. I think the stars basically aligned. They had what four uh, future head coaches. Um, on the coaching staff on the offensive side or maybe three, but they had an incredible offensive line. I think three, three, all pros um, yeah. weapons. So I, I don't think that's ever going to happen again. I don't think that's Carson Wentz. I think that's just a really good situation, but, um, but yeah, him, him reuniting with Frank, Wright, I could see that, that being a pretty good combination, especially with, with the pieces they have here. They have, like you said, Hoover, a good offensive line, a great running game. Um, I think they, they probably should bring back Moelle Cox to have two tight ends for Carson to rely on. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's a good situation for him. Uh, I could see him being uh, a borderline Pro Bowl player. So I think I think it's a good ad for them, and I'm sure Frank Wright had his hands in it. Bob, quick answer. Uh, Rivers or Wentz? Um, I, I would say Rivers just because I only have to have him for one year. Okay. And I don't really want either of them. Um, and Rivers ranked out as the 17th best quarterback last year, by the way. Ah, the um, but yeah, Wentz, Wentz, I mean, you, you bought him at the perfect time if you think he's not the player we saw last year. If he ends up being the player we saw last year, then 
the Colts could be bad because <laughs> Wentz was not good last year. But yeah, if he's the if he reunites with uh, Frank Wright and that ends up being similar to the sparks they had in Philly, then who knows? I would be uh, if if they're anything like that Philly team was, I'm going to be nervous for uh, Jacks fans. Uh, Jimmy, do you think Indianapolis is probably your biggest competitor to win the I AFC do, South? Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah, I um I have have them as the Jags' biggest competitor um, to take this thing down. I think uh, Chris Ballard's done an incredible job with that organization. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like you like you mentioned earlier, they, they have the fourth most cap space. It seems it seems strange because they're such a solidly built team already. Yeah, they're they're good everywhere. Yeah, so they they can add to to what they already have, and they should be they should be a playoff team again next year. Let's move on to the Titans, who won the division last year, and in my opinion, are they're the least exciting team going into this season in terms of like how different they're going to be. Um, or I mean, the AFC South arguably is that this is the most exciting division this offseason. There's three new quarterbacks in this division. Tennessee is just keeping the status quo. Uh, in 2019, they were sixth on offense, 18th on defense, finished nine and seven. In 2020, they were fourth on offense and 29th on defense. So their defense took a huge step back, but they finished 11 and five. Uh, one of the, the, the key things about this team is they've hit on their draft picks. A.J. Brown, top five receiver in the NFL, in my opinion. Jeffrey Simmons, who they dropped in the first round of 2019, defensive tackle. And they have a starter who they dropped in the third round, Nate Davis. And then uh, a to be determined, uh, Amani Hooker, safety in the fourth round of 2019. If you're if you're starting four players in each draft, you're doing well. And uh, 2019 was a really good draft for them. 2020 is yet to be determined. Isaiah Wilson. The Isaiah first. Isaiah Wilson, by the way, is that is one of the biggest busts. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah I think he's already off the team. Oh wow! He took. Okay. I think he took three three snaps last year, and they were wow. all kneel downs. Okay, so as good as 2019 was, 2020 was the complete opposite uh, because uh, Christian Fulton, corner, I don't think he's going to be a starter long-term. Uh, Darrington Evans, who's a backup for Henry. He's also a much different player. I think some people were hoping that he would get, be getting some third down work, and that doesn't seem to be the case. I look at this team, and I'm like, I've seen this play out. It's not going to work. Do something else. I mean, what do you guys think, Bob, starting with you? What do you think of this situation? Or do you feel similar to how I feel? Yeah, I think I think this is a uh, one of my favorite uh, – oh, what's my, what am I looking for? They're, they're my favorite suck more than this year candidate. That's mm-hmm. uh, not poetic at all, and that's that, that not how good. I wanted to phrase that, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think they're going to regress. They are going to be – they're not going to be a playoff team. I could see them drafting – in the between five and 10 range. Wow. So they're let's, I don't know what the over under is. I should have looked, but they won nine games in 2019, 11 games in 2020. Let's assume the over under is 10. Uh, Jimmy over or under 10 wins next year. Under. Wow. So we both feel like this team's going to take a huge step back and the situation's just not ideal. They're losing Jadavion uh, Clowney who I don't think had a great season, not worth the money. They're losing Corey Davis, who had his best year yet. Jayon Brown, who I personally like. Uh, Juno Smith, I think they're going to – what do you think they're going to bring him back, lose him? I think that they should bring him back. 
I think that uh, he's he's a candidate to possibly get tagged just because he plays tight end, and that's mm-hmm. not that big of a contract. But they they don't really have any cap space to work with. They sit at a uh, the twentieth as far as uh, where they sit, which puts them at a mil, one point six million cap space. So they really don't even have any money currently to do this. So they have to make room with either restructuring contracts or cutting people or trading people to get any of these guys you're even listing. And all of them, I think, are quality starters. I can't believe Tannehill's a $29.5 million cap hit. They just uh, signed him to a contract after, not this last year, but the year before that, where he had a breakout year. They just uh, signed him to a contract last offseason. Jimmy, are you scared of Tannehill? You play him twice a year. I think we're going to find out. Tannehill's a good player. I think we're going to find out um, how good he is with the loss of Arthur Smith. I think that's going to be um, a huge loss for for this team. Um, I have them winning seven games next year, so a pretty wow. big, a pretty big turnaround in, in the negative direction. Um, Tannehill, he's a good player, but we're we're going to see what he's made of this year with Sans uh, Arthur Smith. Yeah. Anyway. Agreed. I like Arthur Smith. I think that's a huge loss for them. When they brought him on, their offense took a huge jump, and Dean P is retired, but I mean, they were horrible last year on defense, so not much to say there. Um, Bob, any last thoughts on the Titans? I think uh, Desmond King as a slot corner is also a pretty big hit, too. I know he didn't play great last year, but I don't think corners across the board played very good last year. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was COVID or what, but offense was great last year and defenses kind of across the board sucked so uh, i think he's a better player if he's healthy than what he showed last year what i want to do during to close this out is um high level overview afc south starting with how many playoff teams will be in this division jimmy starting with you how many playoff teams do you think will be in the afc two jacksonville jaguars indianapolis colts bob one two um it's i I'll, i'll say the colts Wow. I do think too. I think Trevor Lawrence is the man. I, I want them in the playoffs. I think they're going to be a wild card team. I think the Colts are going to win the division. And um, it's going to, this is going to be an exciting division to watch. You have two teams who are, in my opinion, taking a step back, two teams who are taking a step forward. Jaguars taking a huge step forward. Uh, I'm excited to see how this plays out. Any last minute thoughts on the AFC South? Uh, do you know the odds for the Jags in the Super Bowl? What is it? Not high enough? I don't, whatever it is. Take it. Take it. <laughs> well, that, see, in, see in SoFi Stadium. On that, let's uh, let's close this out. So, uh, so glad that you were able to join us, Jimmy. It was nice to have you. Cheers. Cheers. Love uh, you. See ya. See ya.